Hello, loves. So in this episode, I make mention of the Lord bringing to my attention a number to look up. And I just wanted to clarify that I looked up this number using the Strong's Concordance, which is biblical. The Strong's Concordance uses numbers that are consistent with words and definitions that are in the Bible. I did not look up any angel numbers. I did not consult with any new age or demonic practices. And I just wanted to clarify that anytime the Lord points me to a number, I make sure that I am led to the word of God. Okay, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Mahalo Life podcast, where we discuss honoring our womanhood, reclaiming our kingdom authority, and walking boldly as women in Christ. We will be unpacking the traumas, lies, and beliefs that have made us feel unworthy and inadequate to walk in the fullness of power that the Lord has spoken over our lives as women. Mahala has many meanings. It means palace, value, tenderness, promise, free, and woman. But isn't it like God to speak a word that represents so many things at once? One word that can silence all of the noise and the lies. One word that continues to speak for generations to come. And I believe that's what he wants for his daughters. So with that, I welcome you to the free life, the palace life, the valued life, the promised life, the Mahala life. Shalom, beautiful people, and welcome to the Mahala Life podcast. I'm Trinity Antoinette, your host of this podcast. I am first and foremost a child of Yahweh, a follower of Christ, and the Lord has called me to write and speak about the things that are near and dear to his heart concerning his daughters. I pray that all is well with you, that all is well with your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. I pray that the Lord bestows upon you divine rest, favor, grace, and mercy, and that he continues to lead and guide you in all truth. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Wow. Okay. So it has been a minute since our last episode, and I did not intend for it to be that long. But the Lord was doing a work in me. And I just want to share my journey with you all. Leading up to this last month, I just knew that I was on the precipice of a new season, new territory. I felt it in my spirit. I was talking about it in conversations with God and he was confirming it for me. And I had just launched this podcast, which if you listened to the last episode, you know that this was something that I was struggling, gaining my footing and gaining clarity on it. And it was leading me to be in this place of insecurity and keeping me from starting. So accomplishing just even that first launch really encouraged me so I was like yeah God I can do this this next that you're calling me into I definitely can do this and our relationship had been strengthening I had been spending more time with the father and getting to know him a bit differently the more time you spend with the father the more your relationship becomes more intimate and it starts to change and so I was in this mental and emotional space that my new was coming any day now like any second it was going to show up at my front door and I was just going to be ready. So I, I'm not going to lie. I was feeling myself a bit. So at that time, my prayers and my heart posture was, 
I'm ready for the next. God, bring me my next. But isn't it like us humans to try to determine for ourselves how ready we are for the thing that the, that the Lord is calling us to? Ironically, last week I spoke about how we sometimes try to determine for ourselves how unprepared we are. And we tend to step away from what God is calling us to do. Alternatively, we can think that we are so ready for the new thing or the next thing that the Lord is calling us to do, but we have no idea how much we are not. So in the span of one month, I went from, okay, God, I'm totally ready. Bring it to Lord. I don't think I'm ready with all the things that you show me about myself, with all the things that we've been working on just in this past month is, am I ready? Is now the time? Are you sure? You don't want to wait a few more months to, to clean me up some more. We have no idea how much needs to be cleaned out of us and instilled into us. And this month was my rude awakening from the Lord. In my perceived readiness one day as I was laying on my bed, I heard the spirit of the Lord say, after you've suffered a little while. And I was shook and I was shocked because... I was like, Lord, there's going to be more warfare. <laughs> there's going to be more warfare. I had just come out of a, of a season of wilderness. And the Lord was letting me know I was about to enter another season of wilderness. He was referencing 1 Peter 5 and 10. The New International Version reads, In the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you, make you strong, firm, and steadfast. My favorite version of the scripture is the New King James Version. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. As beautiful as that sounds, and as beautiful as that is, in the moment, I knew the words perfect, establish, strengthen, settle, and suffer was about to feel like hell. I was like, Lord, I thought I was done with my wilderness. However, in hindsight, I am so, so thankful because like I said, he was uprooting and instilling some things in me that could not come with me into the next. During this uprooting and this instilling, he showed me some things about me that we needed to get rid of, especially and particularly old habits and mindsets that I had formed out of a time where I needed to cope with some really hard traumas. These things helped me in a season, but as they lingered around and they grew, they threatened to prevent me from really achieving the fullness of who God has called me to be. If they were to stay, they would cause me to run away from the next season when I arrived. So there was warfare that the Lord was allowing to happen to me in this particular journey because he knew it would strengthen me, just like his promise. He was teaching me how to war and battle like Psalm 144 verses 1 says, He trains our hands for war and our fingers for battle. 
And one of the first and the oldest tricks that the enemy likes to pull out of the book when it comes to me is body image issues. So I'm going to be very real and very honest here and very vulnerable because I know that this is going to help so many women who have gone through the same things as me, especially if you live in this country. Um, so growing up, I was told in so many different ways that I was too much and not enough at the same time, particularly regarding my appearance and my body. I was told verbally and in some ways that were more subtle that I was beautiful, but not quite beautiful enough for man's standards, for the standards of the society that we live in. So my first awareness about my body was that it was too much. I was never a skinny girl. So as I was growing up, I received so much criticism about my body. There were constant unsolicited opinions and comments on my body, what I ate, what I should wear, very harsh things. And, and so a lot of things that seemed like it was helpful and a lot of things that seemed like it was coming from a good place. But growing up as a young girl, being prodded and poked and picked and criticized about everything regarding my body, comments, whether they were good or bad, shaped how I was supposed to feel about myself before I could even form an opinion about myself. When I grew up and became more curvy, eyes were on me in a different way. I was appealing, but too appealing because... People would lust after me or treat me as if I was a lustful person based on what they perceived my body indicated about my personality. Another experience that I had as a medium brown skinned girl with a kinky hair texture, I grew up in places where colorism and texturism was alive and well. And I've experienced the weight of being on the wrong side of America's beauty standards have actually been verbally told that I would look better if I did fit those standards. If I was lighter skinned, if my hair was a looser texture, then I would be more beautiful. So this has been something that I had been working on for years, um, getting more in touch with how I feel about my body, really digging past what everybody had been saying to me during my childhood and in my early 20s, I decided that I wanted to decide for myself. I was in therapy and I also had a body and wellness coach and it was going beautifully. I was able to really get some tools to help me combat the things that I was told. And it just seemed like in the middle of that, in the middle of finding my tools and getting my footing and attempting to anchor myself around how I felt about my body. It was in this very vulnerable time where I was open and unpacking and starting to dig through this thing that the enemy used someone to verbally tell me that I was desirable enough to lust after, but not enough for someone to actually want to be with me. And so all of these experiences from my youth 
to my teenage years and then the double whammy when I was 25 years old, it really instilled in me that I was unworthy of love or unworthy to experience closeness in a true way because my body was a barrier to that. Those narratives of being too thick, of not being light enough, of not being, my hair not being loose enough, stuck with me for a very long while. And as I contemplate the idea of coming into my kingdom marriage, those things that were instilled in me and the concerns of not being desirable enough for a man in this society was creeping up in this season. And I found myself having these really ugly and harsh opinions about myself. And I found myself really believing that there is no way, especially in this society, that a man would look at me and find me desirable as a first choice. And so I recognized these <laughs> these thoughts were like, I'm like, hold, hold on. I had to pause. I was like, this is not me. This is, this is actually anti-me. And so I, in the thick of it, dropped everything that I was doing and went outside. I had to move and go outside. And I prayed to God. I was like, Lord, I thought we had discussed this. I thought that I worked on this long enough that I wouldn't be thinking such harsh thoughts. What is going on? And I sat for a while and I heard the Lord say, you have on old garments. And two things. One, I literally had on old garments. I literally had on old clothes that I was wearing when I was in the midst of those thoughts, when I did believe those thoughts. I had on the clothes from the season where somebody told me that I was not desirable enough to be with romantically. But even deeper than that, on a spiritual level, the Lord was telling me that I had picked up old thoughts that the enemy was slinging my way. I had picked up those old garments and put them on and I was warring with them in my mind. And he was telling me that I needed to pack light in this season. I need to remove the old garments that were taking up space in my luggage. He told me that I was putting on those old garments literally and mentally by reverting back and submitting to an old narrative that the enemy spoke to me, that the enemy had been speaking to me through others since I was a little girl. And to submit simply means to agree with. And by agreeing with the lies and the old narratives that the enemy has been telling me for most of my life, I was unknowingly submitting to him. The Lord was also showing me that I had the power to speak against those lies and uproot them with his truth, his truth that I am a masterpiece, his truth that he calls me wonderfully made. 
And essentially, when I was agreeing with those lies, I was saying in my mind that the same Lord who created limitless beauty in the earth and beyond, the same God who masterfully created the galaxy, the same creator who crafted every part of me, made a mistake in calling me beautiful. And why? Because of man's standards? Because of society's standards? And I don't mean to be insensitive to the fact that these beauty standards have historically determined the quality of life for women who look like me and how they are perceived and received in this nation and globally. That is an entire history that I won't get into today. But what I am saying is that how man receives and perceives me is not the truth of the word that the Lord has spoken over me. The Lord's truth about me overrides all of that. So I have the power to choose which perception I submit to. And when I personally and intimately come into submission to what my creator says about me, everything else that is said about me is that person's problem, not mine. And it says more about them and what they believe. And it has nothing to do with me. I also trust that the Lord will place people in my life who see the beauty that he sees in me, who wants to be close to me for who I am, not for what I look like. And I also know that he will give me a husband who only has eyes for me. The garments of a skewed identity would cause me to lose confidence in myself in Christ. And if I were to continue to look to man for approval, even in my appearance, it would spill over into every other aspect of my life. I would fumble everything that he's bringing me into. I would fumble the career. I would fumble the friendships. I would fumble the marriage because my old narratives and old insecurities would just take up too much space. There would be too much space between me and the new. It would be in view, but I wouldn't be able to reach it or touch it. My old would keep me from the promised land. I would not have the confidence in God to show up the way that I need to for my next. Or I would show up and I would sabotage it or forfeit it because I didn't feel like I deserved it. Luke 5.36 says in the New King James Version, Then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment on an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. So those thoughts had to be uprooted. The old garments needed to be removed. When I had calmed down a bit and spent time with the Lord and really realized that I was submitting to old lies, the Lord gently reminded me of a conversation that we had in January of this year. The Lord told me, your birthday's coming up. And I was tickled. I was kind of like, yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. And then he said to me, you'll be 27. Do you know what that means? And I was like, that means something? Really? Because I just felt like 27 was just this weird holding space until I turned 30. And I didn't really see anything special about it. And he told me to look it up. Y'all, 27 means she who is worthy to be loved. I'm so thankful that he told me this at that time 
And I'm so thankful that he reminded me of it when I forgot it. Because of course, the enemy would come and try to steal that very word, that very truth that the creator had placed in my heart. So for this battle plan, the Lord had me war with these scriptures. Second Corinthians 10, four through five. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. James 4 and 7, Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. My prayer became, Lord, I come out of agreement with the lie that I am not beautiful or worthy to be loved. I cast down every stronghold and argument that comes against what you have said about me, my life, and my destiny. I come into full submission and agreement with what you say about me, that I am remarkably and wonderfully made, that I am your masterpiece, that in your perfect timing, you will align me with my divine helpers, friends, and my husband who will see the beauty that you have placed in me. Until then, Father, continue to help me see myself in the way that you see me. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you for listening, my sisters. I hope this edified you, uplifted you, and stirred up something inside of you. Follow the show on Instagram and TikTok at the Mahala Life Pod. I love you all dearly, and God loves you eternally. Until next time, God bless.